what is up everybody this is your girl your friend your home girl your favorite auntie cara aka it's cara speaking and today is the start of season one episode one titled from suicide to victory so i'm not even gonna waste y'all's time today i'm gonna just get straight into it so The Lord placed it on my heart to kind of just share my testimony for the first episode. I know that there's so many things to talk about. I mean, there are so many things to talk about, but I kind of just wanted to share my testimony. But also, um, hopefully this will encourage someone who either has dealt with um, these things, are dealing with these things, or maybe have witnessed people deal with this. But um I'm going to start with what type of person I am. Um, If you don't know me personally, I am, I think I'm selectively introverted and extroverted. Like around certain people, I'm extroverted, but like I'll be introverted because you ever be in a room and you can just tell you don't like nobody there. And so you just like, I ain't really going to say nothing because I don't know y'all and I kind of don't really like y'all right now. I don't know you, so I can't really say that I like y'all so I'm gonna just say to myself and read the room see if I can you know um operate how I normally do because sometimes people just rub you the wrong way and I feel like I'm not gonna waste my time and breath on certain people but that's that's not the topic of today so you know I'm a very selective type of person um I I like to think I'm funny if you don't I didn't ask you but One thing that I will say is that I'm a very observant and um, analyzing type of person, right? And so with being that kind of person, uh, there's a lot of good and bad things that come with it. I'm observant. Um, A lot of things, there's perspectives that I catch or uh, even growing up, being so observant really kept me out of trouble because I was always watching people and I realized, oh, well, if I do that, then that happens and if i do this then that happens so let me not do that you know what let me not hang out with them because they be getting in trouble yes i said they be getting because this is my podcast amen okay so those are some of the better things um and also it helps me study better analyzing um the word of god not even that but studying languages peoples in their actions and it's really helped me in my professional career but some of the things that are really bad about it is that i stay in my head way too much i overthink too much and it kind of sucks because i hesitate so much because i'm always in my head and instead of going and just going after it or just going and doing it i have to analyze and think about the repercussions and all the things that could and couldn't happen or could and could not happen if i do such such things right and it's crazy because there's so many things that i would want to do or i want to do but i don't do them because i'm thinking about it and people are like carl why are you so quiet because i'm thinking (laughs) okay because i'm thinking right now And another reason why it can be kind of hard, too, is because 
it's hard for me to express myself. I will think so much in my head and try to analyze my own feelings or think before I say something to the point where I don't say anything at all because I think that what I'm about to say may not be correct, right? And it's crap. Y'all, I know I'm not the only person that does this, right? And then another thing that could be really detrimental about being an overthinker, right? Is that I'm so critical of myself. Because I'm so in my head, I literally keep thinking, man, Car, you could have done better. Yeah, that was all right, but it wasn't 100%. Man, Car, you really could have. And it's just like a, a always pursuing of more and never feeling like it can be enough. And so with that background, right, with knowing that about me, right, and I know there's other people like me, so that's why I'm going to keep talking. That that type of personality has been with me for a very long time, and it still is, and the Lord is still working on me because I'm a work in progress, all right? And so fast forward through elementary, middle school, high school, we're going to get to college, okay? So I graduated 2015. Class of 2015 is the class of legends. There are so many great albums that dropped in 2015. A lot of great things just happened in 2015. I loved that year. But in 2015 is the year that I went to the Alabama State University in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay, put some respect on the institution. And when I got there, I felt like I had a new slate. I felt like I could become car 2.0 or the new car, you know, the car that I always wanted to be. You know, the car in high school, I was really outgoing to my friends and um, like some of my teammates, but like everybody else kind of knew me as just kind of shy or whatever. But I was like, this is a clean slate. Like I can be SGA president. I can, you know, join all these clubs and you know, I didn't do that well in high school. So I was like, you know, this is going to be a clean slate for me to have a good GPA and be on the honor roll and do all the things that I really didn't feel like doing in high school and before I got to this place. So I was like, you know what? This is going to be where I redeem myself. This is where the new car is going to start. Nobody knows about the old car. They only know about what you tell them about because these are strangers. Everybody here, I was in Alabama. I moved from South Carolina to Alabama, so nobody knew who I was, right? So I I was just, I felt so lost too at the same time because I've never been in that position to where like I was in a new land, right? So I'm in Alabama and it is stupid hot in Alabama. It's like, imagine being in a sauna but like always walking one like i don't know imagine how about this imagine going outside and somebody with a mist like a spray bottle is just spraying your face the whole time while you're outside and it's hot i would break a sweat literally going from my dorm to the library which was around the corner i kid you not and i every time i left class or left the library or even left the calf i was like I don't know how Martin Luther King did it. How was this man out here marching for civil rights in three-piece suits, 
close-toed shoes. They had dresses on. Walking in this kind of heat. I, when I went to Alabama State, I grew a much greater respect for civil rights leaders. Not only for their boldness, but because of not only the circumstances, but just the weather that they were doing this in. Y'all, if you have never been to the dirty South, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, oh my gosh, Louisiana too, because it's hot, okay, and it's stupid. But while I was at Alabama State, I noticed that I went from like five different friend groups while I was there, okay? And all of them kind of didn't fit who I knew I was, but who I envisioned myself to be. Um, I went from the partiers to the club hoppers to house party hopping. I went from a church group to really, I ended up with just a group of people who really kind of just did their own thing. And we were independent and we just did our own thing. We didn't care about what other people thought of us. And we just was out here. Now, I wasn't, you know, doing nothing crazy, crazy. But I mean, if you define crazy, crazy as taking taking shots of cheap vodka and cheap liquor, sure. I mean, most people who went to college or started off their freshman year in college probably got a little turnt their first year. And I definitely will say I got a, a lot of turn my first year. And in that, I was I was searching for like fun. I was searching for, you know, the freedom that I felt like I never had before, right? And what the sad thing about that was <clears throat> I wasted so much time and energy in that headspace. And even in wasting that time, I learned a lot about myself. But I digress again. And this is the first podcast, y'all. So you're going to have to be patient with me. I'm so sorry that I'm rambling. But it's going to get better. And y'all, y'all are here for me to rant. So, yeah, I was partying. And it got to the point where my grades were not where they needed to be. And... I got that letter in the mail and I had an opportunity. This was in 2016. I had an opportunity to go back to Alabama State and go on academic probation or not go back. And so I just thought about it. I was like, you know, if I go back, I still have to pay out of state tuition. That's 30,000. 30, okay. And the government's not paying for all of it. So I'm going to risk paying more money out of pocket and I'm on academic probation so you know what I'm not even gonna go back I'm not and so my dream school was North Carolina A&T State University and so I was like you know what I'm gonna just take a break and at that time my mom got remarried and they lived in Greensboro. Well, if you know where North Carolina A&T is, it's in Greensboro. And so I had an internship in South Carolina for the summer. And then I was, while I was at the internship, I was trying to transfer to 
the tech school here in Greensboro. And I was like, bet, you know, this is going to be the start of me getting to a and I'm going to be an Aggie, Aggie buddy. You know what I'm saying? But it was so complicated. I had to pay almost like $2,000 just to get my transcripts because I owed, I owed Alabama State money. And my internship helped me pay for it, but like I did it in payments. And then once I finally got all of that squared away, um, everything with GTCC was so complicated, I couldn't go back to school in the fall. And so like that just broke my heart, y'all. It broke my heart because I kind of, I was sad because that fall semester, I saw all my friends, all my homies, everybody that I just made friendly. Like I said, on my the people I just made friends with, you know, the people who really just enjoyed me being there, they're like, man, we miss you, Cara, you know, you got to come back and visit us. And I I did come back sometimes, but when I, would, when I came back, it just didn't feel the same. And... I mean, I had to wait while they were in class. And then once they got out, like, I was like, yo, so where the party at? Like, where are we going to get lit? You know? And it was just weird. It was weird being there because I felt like I was trying to go back in time and relive moments that were in the past. Um, and that's a word for somebody. You, you can't. It's impossible. And so... I got to a place where I kind of just started letting go of that that era. Um, and even with letting go of it, it was kind of hard because I felt like my identity was tied to the Cara, the girl that was at Alabama State, the girl, because that's who I felt like I was supposed to be, the SGA, she would she would be turnt at the football games, turnt, you know, at, at the at the house party or whatever. But, you know, she was serious about her schoolwork. She was, you know, all these different things that I wanted to be. But it wasn't really me. Like it was it, it wasn't me. And so pause here because I'm trying to remember where I am in the storyline um it was the spring of 2017 yeah spring of 2017 and I had a really hard time because at this time I felt so alone y'all I was back in Greensboro I wasn't in school because of everything that was going on with the technical school. And I didn't have a job. I didn't have any friends. The only family I had in nearby was three, four hours away. And I was trying to get connected to a church, the church that my parents were going to. My mom and my stepdad were going to, I was not feeling it. There were no other young people there. And y'all, y'all gonna stop making people feel guilty if they don't want to join your church. Because every time they did an altar call and they were asking if anyone wanted to join the church, everybody started looking at me. 
Um, I'm sorry, but I do not want to join your church. I am so sorry. I just, I know. No, I'm sorry, y'all. And so, I I didn't have any church family. I I just was would sit in my room and be on my phone and on Snapchat and just I don't know. It created this atmosphere of who are you? If you're not the girl at Alabama State, if you're not the girl who plays basketball in high school, if you're not the who are you then? Because clearly, like you're 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 a wasted space now because you're not you're not doing anything. And so that's where I started. The that's where the hole started digging the mental the mental hole of me not feeling or thinking that I was enough to be here. And that when when I I I. I I made my activity reflect who I am as a person and that if I wasn't doing anything or if I wasn't active or doing the stuff that or just doing anything or whatever that my value I don't have any value not just being the child of God that he created me to be, not just being myself, but because I wasn't doing anything. And so the enemy really started playing with my mind. And I really want people to hear my heart on this because depression is so real and anxiety is so real. And people in the church and even in this world, they don't understand the severity of mental health and mental battles people have i've never necessarily had physical um injuries i've i mean i might have sprained the ankle um i'm gonna tell y'all another story about something that happened to me at prom it wasn't nothing crazy i didn't do you know i I hurt my knee at prom i'll tell y'all about that later mind your business we gonna get there but I've had so many things that have traumatized me and different things to where all these things started working internally and I didn't know how to get through it or work through it. And before, before this point, my relationship with God with God was, okay, I go to church, pay my tithes, communion, and you're going to give me what I need. You're going to give me what I want. As long as I'm a good person and I'm a good, you know, Samaritan, you know, I might drink a little bit or I might cuss a little bit, but like God know my heart, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and you know, everything will be okay. I never really read the Bible like that too much. I'll get the daily verses and then, you know, read those But like, yeah, cool. And keep doing what I was doing. But I never really sought after God for real. I never, I mean, I was a church kid, so I grew up in church and we always, I mean, if you was in church, you were saved, you know? There was no true relationship with God. It was just based off of what our parents and what everybody else was telling us at church, what safe people do. And you you really have to be careful because that's, 
that's literally where I mimicked what I saw when it came to a relationship with God, not actually building one for myself or really get, getting to know God for myself, but just witnessing other people. I spoke in tongues, um, you know, pray, um, went to Bible study, all these other things, but really getting to know God for myself. I don't, I can't recall, and I probably have, and Lord forgive me for not, for the times that I even forgot how good you were to me, but a true relationship to where I could hear the voice of God and where I could feel his heart. Nah. And I, I'm a whole PK. I'm a whole preacher's kid. And no. And so... I'm at this, and so fast forward, I'm at this place mentally where I'm battling. I'm battling mentally and nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows that I am, I am scraping. I feel like I'm at the bottom, rock bottom, and I'm trying to scrape to the top, but like I can't, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like as I was sinking and scratching the sides of the wall, I felt like there was no help for me because it just felt like a hole that kept going deeper and deeper into sorrow. And I'm telling you, please listen to me. This is not what God wants for your life, for anybody who's ever been in that kind of place. And I'm going to continue to talk about where I was when I was there. But in that, I literally looked at the closet and the thought crossed my mind. If you end it now, if you end your life now, they won't miss you that much. Yeah, your mom will cry, your dad will be sad, and your brother, you know, but they'll eventually get over it and their lives will go on. No one's going to miss you that much. And I truly began to believe that thought. And as I was sinking in, sinking in that hole, that thought was circulating my mind. And it was circulating my mind. And it come back again. And then I looked at the closet and I saw a wire hanger and I thought to myself, do it. And as I was laying in my bed and I was sinking in, I felt like I was sinking into the bed and I I was visualizing myself, my body hanging in the closet. I heard God. I literally called, I called out to him. I just said, Jesus, help me. And I can't necessarily remember like what he said specifically to me, but I remember his presence. I remember getting up where I felt like I couldn't move and I felt like I was sinking in a hole. I felt his presence 
get me back up. And it's so powerful because the voice of God breathes life and breath into anything. Not just mankind, but earth itself. Everything that is on this earth was spoken by God. And so when I was, when I, when, let me see, I'm trying to thank y'all because that was such a long time ago. So then that brings me to this point, right? Why do I use, or why did I use Isaiah 61 and 3? Because this verse has so much importance to me. Because it reads, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And if you keep reading, it gets better. But that verse three, right? To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. So this is speaking to like a specific type of person or people, right? He's, he's appointing, he's talking specifically to those that mourn in Zion, that are mourning, right? And to give them beauty for ashes. So that means that something was dead, destroyed, burnt. You know, when you're talking about ashes, something is obliterated. But the exchange, the exchange of what God gives us is beauty. God, I don't feel beautiful right now. The oil of joy for mourning. Oh, Jesus. But the part that really, really helps me is the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The spirit of heaviness is what I was feeling while I was sinking into that bed. The spirit of heaviness. So you mean... To tell me to put on the garment of praise when I feel depressed or when I feel anxiety to put on the garment of praise. Jesus, what is you talking about? What? Um, do you not see me struggling? Do you not see me crying out here? I, I don't have no strength to do that. I don't. I really just want to cry, 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 cry. But I don't even know y'all like the garment of praise. That's something that you put on. You ever like you ever seen somebody put on a robe or like a jacket? The garment of praise is to me it's suited to fit the person that it's designed to be on. You can't put on someone else's praise to get you out of the spirit of heaviness. But like when you put on 
the garment of praise. I feel like the praise that is from the inside of you, the the praise that is supposed to come out of your mouth, the praise that's supposed to come out of you for the spirit of heaviness. It's not just shouting, it's not just dancing, but it's it's the exchange of heaviness. Praise is the exchange of heaviness, y'all. And so I just thank God. I'm not really going to get too deep into this word or the text or anything like that because I just wanted to share my testimony. Um, and I just want y'all to know, like, there are a lot of people who you may not know that they're going through or like they always seem like they have it together. But, you know, some of us really wrestle mentally and it's not to diminish or to put down any people that have helped like parents or coaches or anything like that. But it's to shed a light on those who are not always at 100 percent. Or those who may not look like they are physically going through or their circumstances around them may not be always, you know, a lot of people would say, well, what do you have to complain about? But mentally, it's it's a reversal that had to happen for me because I was battling internally and no one, nobody in the external can see what's happening internal but God. Only people, the only way people can know what's happening happening internally is when you tell somebody. And when I said that I'm over, I'm overthinker. I'd be in my head all the time. So even if I wanted to talk to somebody or say something, I was overthinking and just saying, you know what? You tripping. You're good. You're strong. You don't you don't need to be doing none of that. Like you're cool. And so, why is this important? In this season one, I'm going to talk about, you know, mental health. I'm going to talk about those of us who need counseling, not just within the church, but counseling, therapy. I'm going to be talking about how to handle, you know, your thoughts from a professional and from, you know, personal experience, how I handle it or how I go about, you know, doing better. And I'm still working progress, y'all. I don't have the whole express yourself, um, the whole, you know, let it out type of thing down pat. Sometimes I still have episodes of, you know, breaking down, but I know that My soul is anchored in Jesus and he is my savior. And every time I need him, he's always there. And I can't always rely on people to help me get through that. But I'm so glad for those who have helped me. Um, And so, of course, I'm I'm just going to be talking about a lot of stuff in this season one. But I'm so excited that y'all have tuned in. If you've gotten to this point, you're a real one. And I thank you for listening to me for this long. I really do.
so precious. And I just, I, you know what? You know what? And just for getting this far in the episode, I have a special announcement for y'all. Today's episode is sponsored by She Is Cosmetics. Now, you may be saying to yourself, Cara, what is She Is Cosmetics? Who Who is She Is Cosmetics? So She Is Cosmetics is a cosmetics line that specializes in hand-making lip and body moisturizers using 100% pure vegan and natural oils the owner is my girl my friend kayla Foyno. you can follow her on instagram at kayla underscore jf and they have the best chapstick on planet earth y'all oh my goodness it just applies so smooth like butter my favorite scent is vanilla she's got um peppermint and all types of other scents that you can try out right the lip gloss is fire it's so good and so let me tell y'all, today, for my listeners, if you go to sheiscosmetics.com, you get, t- not 10%, you get free shipping on your order if you use the promo code CARA. That is K-H-A-R-A, promo code CARA for free shipping from She Is Cosmetics, okay? So what I want y'all to do is go to sheiscosmetics.com. Um, that is sheiscosmetics with a K.com. And... Tell Kayla that Cara sent you. Use the promo code and get your chapstick today. Get your lip care. Get your lips right. It's getting cold. We don't want to see no crusty lips in 2020. We're already in a pandemic. We don't need to see. Well, actually, we're not going to see your crusty lips with the mask on. But if I see your crusty lips, I'm going to say something because you ain't got no mask on. Amen and amen. Okay. This is the end of the episode, y'all. I don't really know what to say at the end of it. But we gonna figure it out as we keep going. So I love y'all. Have a great day. It's Friday. So what? What is what? What other thing to do but to mind your business and glorify God? Amen. I think that's gonna be my tagline: mind your business and glorify God. Love y'all. Peace. <laughs>